So I, I, I read very minimally about it. I wanted to come into it with a kind of a fresh, fresh perspective. Should we start with your childhood? <laughs> like what, brought, what, what got you to this point? What brings you to this space and to this lively practice? Is this, so practice? Is, are we recording this? Yeah. Okay. Do, okay. Do you All feel right. comfortable with yeah, that? Yeah, it's fine. I just didn't know when we started. <laughs> So I Before guess we, we started. came in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just on the way in. I mean, when did we start recording? We started recording, I think, just when I said, hi, nice to meet you. Really? When door. you yeah, yeah. It's okay, though. It's, it'll be, you know. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's called it, what is it, guerrilla recording? Gorilla it's recording. pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of an interesting story. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine encouraged me to go to this workshop and... I was like, no, oh, I don't want to go. It's a workshop for artists. I'm not an artist. Like, I'm not a good fit. And she was like, no, go. Just trust me. Go. So it happened here, and it was uh, it was a radical aliveness workshop, um, which kind of blew my mind. One, I, I didn't know it existed. For me personally, it was really powerful it was a weekend workshop and like between Saturday and Sunday I really struggled because there was something about this way of working that really resonated and I was like do I have to go back and do more school because all I know is I need to be doing this work because it's fucking brilliant in the sort of more traditional way of group processing. You'd have the therapist work with one client and everybody else observes, and then maybe there's some feedback, and then the therapist works with another client and everybody observes. Um, And with this way of working, you don't have to sit on the side and observe. You're invited to participate and like say out loud when you feel really triggered, really angry or sad, or if you have an impulse to say or to do something. And there's all the interpersonal stuff. You're going to hate people. You're going to love people. You're going to be attracted to people. Some people are going to annoy the shit out of you. Like, and you express this in well, that scenario? Yeah. And, and wow. get into it. I mean, because there's always stuff there. You know? Like, if you annoy the shit out of me, there's something about me that I'm going to discover if I'm willing to, and if you're willing to get into it. We're taught to do the opposite. To edit. You know, to edit ourselves, to not express ourselves. Or to just blame. It's like, why? You always wear those beads. Yeah. Like, it just drives me crazy. You wear those stones. Like, and I make it all about you. Ah. And so one of the things that we learn in the group is, like, bringing it closer and seeing, okay, what's, like, you can do whatever you want. What is it about those stones that makes me fucking crazy? So you go there, you explore that. Yeah. You dig. You dig. And, and part of the digging, part of what allows the digging is the permission to say and feel stuff that we normally don't make space for. Certainly, like out in the real world, there isn't permission to do that. You need to come out to a workshop. I know, no, it. it's, it's expression outside, like expressing it, being visible, being heard, being seen. 
all those having things. Having an impact. Yes. And having an impact. That was a and big being one. there for the the response. Wow. Like and responding to the response? Well, yeah. I mean, once you're in it, <laughs> you're going to feel stuff. Like, mm-hmm. And that's the invitation. Feel, 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 feel all the Are there arguments between people? Does that well, pop up? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. arguments, but it's... We, I, we won't spend a whole lot of time in the words. Like, we'll try and physicalize it. Like, what do you want to do? Are you angry? Do you want to push? What does your body want to do? I know somebody who punches walls when he gets angry. <laughs> He's not an abusive person to play like. I've never seen it happen. <laughs> what does one do if they want to punch a wall? Should they we've be got, punching something? Yeah, we've got things to punch. Okay. We've got things to hit. We've got things to punch, to kick. Yeah. So I shouldn't discourage him. Actually, I did discourage him from punching a wall because he hurt his hand. There's a relationship piece there that maybe he's not aware of or maybe that would be too edgy you know because if you say something that really makes me angry it's you who I want to punch <laughs> you right? punch ah right because there's something else yeah because mm. there's something in our connection that's been broken and I'm really angry with you and if I'm able to bring my anger to you we might like we might be able to find each other again once maybe I express some of the anger, I might be able to feel some of the stuff that's underneath it. Like maybe something that you said really hurt me. And I don't, that's not part of my language. I can't tell you that you hurt me before I want to really hurt you first. Wow. So for people who are passive aggressive, I know I'm a passive aggressive person. <laughs> I've been told I'm a passive aggressive person. I am one. I know this. <laughs> Maybe I should just come to a workshop. I'm like, what should I do? I should... Totally come to yeah, a workshop. Yeah, because that would be really interesting. <laughs> well, it would be. And I would say that, like, in this kind of environment, we wouldn't try and fix it or make it go away. We'd actually make space for it and see, okay, if you give, give your passive aggressiveness full permission, like, what does it look like? I've got, yeah. I've got some of that. So the it's the passive aggressive? Yeah, I'm... I know that well. You know, feeling into and like getting clear on what is it that you're wanting to do? What's happened? What do you want to do to the other person? What's the thing that you're protecting that maybe you'll never say? The direction is is that we're working towards bringing more consciousness to the way that we behave. And and what's like what's underneath? What are we protecting? We're usually protecting something. And we enjoy being cruel. Like, we enjoy (laughs) hurting people. What is that about? (laughs) But is that really true? I mean, it's a very general statement. I I don't necessarily agree that that's true for very many people. To, To get pleasure out of hurting somebody else, because I think you said enjoy. Yeah, it's a thing. What is that, though? Well... We call it a negative pleasure. It's kind of a cheap, very accessible form of pleasure. Because wow. we enjoy it. It's like, not all the time, and it's not the only... It, it's not the only possibility. It's one of our sort of options. It's a way that we can <laughs> be. You know, option. like, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. 
and I'm gonna, I might do it directly, I might do it indirectly, you know, I might really enjoy hurting you back. Power, yeah. power, sense yeah. of reclaiming power. It's way, way more appealing than letting your hurt in. Well, if you think of somebody who's hurt you, you know, and it's, and it's still, like, you still feel it. You know, for a lot of us, we want to hurt them back. If somebody comes and slaps me, am I, like, I'm going to hit them back. I want to hit them back. And if they've, if they've really hurt me, if they betrayed me, if they lied to me, if they, like... Sometimes we don't hit back, though. No, we don't. We don't, we have it, we don't have to hit back, but have you ever fantasized about ways that you could get back at people? So there's a lot of pleasure in that. It's hey, like, this is interesting. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, this is so interesting. I can't wait. Oh my mm. gosh. Yeah. That's a very human thing. I saw this quote yesterday, living well is my best revenge. For someone that hurts you, there's that kind of like pleasure. I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that idea? <laughs> I used to fantasize about revenge all the time. That was my thing. Right. I got pleasure right. thinking about shrinking people and putting them in a frying pan. Right. It's part of our like human relations. So when we bring that out into the open, there's a lot of energy in it. I think often it's an automatic response. But, I mean, me recalling... Um, you know, being hurt and then wanting to hurt didn't feel enjoyable at all. So that's why I just have a hard time kind of, you know, like, really getting pleasure out of it. Or turning the anger inward at yourself. Yeah, that's a, a, whole, other, other. a whole other thing. I wanted to eat ice cream in here, like, just to soothe myself. <laughs> when our life force is moving freely in us, we feel better we feel at ease we feel connected um and when it's not we feel stuck and shitty and not connected and so we work physically to move to, to restore the flow of energy and get to discover all the places where where we hold our wounding is is very physical yeah, it's a it's a direct way of working. I've found it uh, immeasurably more potent than talk therapy because we can go right to the place where I'm holding, I'm refusing. There's a there's a block or a break, you know. And for different people, it's depending on what what their life look like. Like our bodies are different, and our body shapes reflect where we come from. Areas of holding, areas where we're not flexible, areas where there's not a lot of movement, the, the body doesn't lie. As a, a diagnostic tool, it's, it's really helpful to be able to s see where, where people are stuck and help, help them get things moving. Some people it's the voice, for some people it's the heart, for some people it's like the will, for some people it's sexuality, creativity, all of the, all of the like it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, for some
some people it's expressing their anger, some people it's feeling their grief or their longing or their attraction. Like, yeah, we inevitably get into all of those things. Is there a safe space to express that in the world? Yeah, I think it would be alarming out in the world. <laughs> like, I think we have, generally speaking, a really limited experience of our own humanity. We grew up in, you know, our family of origin, which certain things were okay, certain things were not okay. Same thing in our community and so on. In here, it's opening to the, the greater fullness of who we are and what we want and what we don't want. And being able to say it and, and get into it a bit, or a lot. During the course of the day, I work in an office env environment. I'm editing myself all day long. I'm having all sorts of dialogue go on in my head. Right. Um, I create stories. I amplify things in my mind. It would be interesting to explore what would happen if you said all the things. Not in your actual workplace, but say here. You know, we would have somebody play your coworker, and um, and you'd get to say all the stuff. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, what will be unleashed? <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, is that before this series that we're doing, Strangers We Know, I started with the recorder, and it was just me expressing myself. And I'm like, wow, shit, people need to talk to themselves more. And for me, it was really just expressing everything that came into my head. And it felt so liberating. I just want to like point to a couple of different pieces, which aren't unique to you. So you have the piece about what would it feel like to actually express it and have all that energy. Second piece would be what, what would the impact be on the relationship with the people who you're not saying all the stuff to? Um, and then I would say a, th a third piece coming back to the, the negative pleasure we were talking about is like, is there a kind of pleasure in, in the, like the inner dialogue? Absolutely. Right. It's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I can like turn any situation, I can escalate anything in my head. It's just amazing where I will go. So it's a talent, though. That's really <laughs> awesome. I mean, I, I could serve when, when put in a creative, like when I channel it creatively, it's amazing. But in my life, it's like a little bit self-destructive. It's challenging. It's just challenging because I find that when I do express my anger, it feels like I'm being abusive. And here, we'd give you the experience first, and then and then you get to understand it after. You know, like there's permission to just go into it, trust. Trust the feeling that you have that you want to, you know, say this and express this. I mean, like, we don't really make space for personal attacks, but you can have all the energy behind it anyways. Yeah. And then you get to see something maybe new. You know, and it feels good to actually move the energy. It's like, oh, oh, I feel more alive now. Oh. I didn't realize all that was in there. Where does the music come into play? Where does the music come like into how play? Like, how does it, how is it integrated into the workshop? I use music uh, for warm-ups. It's a good way to get people moving. Some practitioners 
have a, a really good sense of when a piece of music can deepen a moment. There might be somebody who's holding on to their tears and you play a, a song at the end of the evening that they're finally allowed, they, they let themselves cry. Like it's just that piece of music that lets them do it, that the words and all the other stuff for some reason didn't get to them and then that piece gets to them and they can let it go. All of the music that you played, my experience was that it was all just really well chosen and very moving, you know. Has, has the music ever angered anyone? Like, or been a bad, or a trigger, well, like a song maybe? Because, you know, yeah. songs are associated with memories. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, that must be a possibility, right? Yeah, I've, I've put on stuff and people have, like, booed. Oh, wow, you're <laughs> like, is, I'm the DJ. This is shitty, like, <laughs> club music. I hate this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you're like, they're, I mean, yeah. great, they're allowed to hate it. So how does this affect your personal life? Do you not take offense to people, generally? Like, how, has this changed your personal life and how you relate to people? Well, yes, and I'm still offended by people. Yeah, I mean, you're human. Like, yeah, I, I think it's increasing my capacity to feel, to feel more deeply and more of the spectrum of what we can feel as humans. If I'm able to feel my anger, if I'm able to feel my, like really feel my sadness, if I'm, if I'm willing to feel, like in all the areas of my life, with my, my wife, with my kids, with my clients, with really being willing to feel, okay, what... What, what just happened? What, what do I want to do here? It doesn't mean I do it, you know? Like somebody might really piss me off and I might feel like I want to fucking strangle them. Well, in that case... And not yeah. strangle them. <laughs> in that case. Well, no, I was going to say, like, in the case, let's say hypothetically, someone gets angry, throws a table over, what would you suggest for that person? It's not We're me. talking just out in, Just like somebody in has like a temper tantrum, <laughs> just some random person. They get angry, and they're like, fuck. They lose their random shit. Random person, let's they say. They lose their shit. Um, I've got a punching bag in my basement. <laughs> yeah. I because, mean, you know, the truth of the matter is some people do have that kind of yeah. energy, right? And they need an outlet. Yeah. As I long mean, as they're not throwing it at someone's head. Yeah, I would say... It depends what they want to know. Like, it might be easier to send somebody like that to a gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah physical outlet, physicality. Well, it depends what they want. Do they, do they just want an outlet, or do they want to know what's going on? How do you feel about uh, the use of cannabis and therapy, and maybe more specifically... Um, in relation to group work. Wow, okay. Cannabis, yes. therapy, and group work? Yeah, I mean, do you feel that it would affect somebody in a way that might interfere with getting to the core of it all, or, or in your opinion, might it benefit? Generally, it needs to be a level playing field, and I, like I know... Uh, of somebody who did come high because it was it was too intense 
otherwise. For them, the process? For them. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe at that time it wasn't a good fit. For some people, drugs is a, is a, a way to gain insight into their lives and what's, you know, the areas that they're, that they're struggling and what they need more or less. I'm curious about the question. <laughs> well, Cindy and I are both cannabis enthusiasts. Cannabis uh, we, enthusiasts. We, yeah, we've covered a lot of stuff, you know, on the politics cannabis. Of, of cannabis. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, for me personally, it's um, it's been extremely beneficial in gaining insight about myself, more so done in a private space, in a private time. Um, I never came high <laughs> to a group. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that it would have actually benefited me. Mm. I think it would have probably even, you know, just created more loss of like, where am I? What was I saying? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Losing track. <laughs> Losing track. <laughs> My experience with cannabis is that it actually kind of takes away the intensity of whatever I might be experiencing. Yeah. It kind of just eases everything so that I can process all of my, mm. you know, in a softer. So I think I would probably mm. be lacking the get it all out and express it. And mm. you Would you ever do an experimental workshop with stoners? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, that might be able to say with a number of people within the cannabis community. It, might, it, would, be, it would end up being... A big nightmare. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Because, I mean, a lot of the experiences are, you know, can be quite fun. You know, you have music, yeah. you've got the movement, you've got the hitting. I think oh a lot of people gosh. would really I enjoy think, hitting, even just for fun. I'm like, I can think of so many people who benefit, <laughs> me included, but not all in the same room think that would be a bad idea. <laughs> How big is this radical aliveness movement? Like, I mean, is it That's really a good question. I... I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that. What I do know is um, there's a real, like, something is brewing in Toronto in a, in a kind of unique way. It's this kind of life of its own. There's all these people who are training. You know, it starts out with groups or workshops and people have gotten interested and have gone to the schools and done the training and there's a whole bunch of people now from Toronto in the Core Energetics uh, Institute in New York City and Radical Aliveness out in California, soon to be New Mexico. Do you think that's indicative of like where we are in society today? Like are we reaching well, a place of Toronto can certainly use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm just so puzzled when a workshop doesn't fill. I'm just like, wait a second. There's like five million people here. <laughs> How is it that we can't get ten people? Right. What are we doing wrong? Because they're out there. I think they just mm-hmm. haven't heard about you yet, well, yeah. or something. Because well, that's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been any corporate interest? Like you know, sometimes corporations will take groups of uh, you know staff. And do specific trainings. That would I be intense. That would, like, be, that would be. I'd be like. I'd be like. Shit! I'm going to be fired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine. I, I wonder. I wonder if people have tried to bring it into a corporate environment. I think it could work. It, it, you know, 
it, it would be it radical. Be, uh, it would be amazing if we could transform all the corporations in the world oh into God. more conscious beings who like actually care about how they affect the world. Is that, that possible awesome. to transform people? I guess they have to be willing. They have to be willing and participate. Have you ever worked with a group like specifically around, let's say, compulsive eating? Like focusing on a theme? Not compulsive eating. I haven't done that. The last workshop that, that I did do, uh, that I co-led with uh, Jana Singer, who's a, a colleague, was on the theme of pleasure. It was really interesting and powerful it's hard to be open to pleasure because uh, we can't control it we can't control it we can't control it it's like it's really when we're when we're experiencing pleasure we're not controlling it you know it's controlling us well kind of it's <laughs> like it's kind of harming us it's like we're, we give over to it we submit to our pleasure well kind of does that sound well, I, I do often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, parties in our mouths. So why do we have this belief that we're going to lose people by speaking our truth? Why would that even happen? Well, it's, it's yeah, it generally comes from a really young place where it was true. I, I've got two kids, and I mean, it, it's very obvious, like all the different ways I can fuck them up including saying, I don't want your anger. There's no place for your anger. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. You put that away. It doesn't have to be articulated like that. It can, it's, it's mm -hmm. energetic. Yeah. And they get the message. And they put it away. Mm. So you fast forward, and that person as an adult can't bring their anger. Because what they learned was... If I bring my anger, I'm going to lose my dad. He's going to go away. So I'm going to do everything else. I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep my dad, because I want my dad. You know, it seems like a simple thing, and it comes up in a group. Somebody can't bring their anger. If and when we get into it, it's, it's going to bring up all of that stuff, you know? where it came from and it's real like the way that it's stored it feels real oh my god I, there's no fucking way I can bring my anger you know and you're saying well yeah it's probably it's usually not true you know and, and I think that's true as adults if it's if the person like you said is worth having around then you can bring it and for some people the, the imprint is so strong that it's like, it's debilitating. I just have one question to ask you. How do you feel about sock puppets to express <laughs> yourself? <laughs> I think sock puppets. <laughs> Can it be helpful? <laughs> I, came I think it might be a good first step, but it, right? yeah. it pales in comparison no. to what it's like to experience somebody in there. I know you were asking, right. jokingly, no, but I'm going to just use no, it as a platform. I, yeah, for sure. To, like, to experiencing somebody ex in their full, you know, their full power or their full vulnerability where they're not holding back. 
Can we try hitting Cindy? Do you want to try some hitting? Oh my! I thought you said, "Can we try hitting Cindy?" I'm like, <laughs> sure, I guess. What does one hit? We're gonna do this with. Can we do that? Can I record that? Be okay? Yeah, It'll sure. capture the sound. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we want sound effects. You were talking about people in your workplace. Oh God! So yeah, just oh, no. imagine one of them. Oh, I can't. I don't want to hit anyone at work. No, no, you're not hitting them. This is just. This is you expressing your anger, let's say. Oh, God. So we can keep it really simple because yeah. okay. like, we're not going to do a big process here. Yeah. But maybe just imagine them and like come and it's about shoulder width apart and you'll bring it right up over your head. So, like, and you'll just come down wow. and hit and, and say, I don't like it. I'm gonna do it, I'm nervous. Wow, that sucked, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, so I have to tap into it. To I, it's gonna take work. Just, just do a little bit. Okay. Like think of the, the first person who comes to mind where you, you swallow. Like you just let them say, or you don't respond, or you hold back. I feel like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I have anger towards them. <laughs> Is it myself that I have anger towards? Is that what I want to tap into? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to need some work. I'm going to need some work. Okay, but, so we'll, okay. Just, we'll just flip it around. Um, think of the people at work. Mm -hmm. Think of the dialogues and the stuff that that they say or do that you don't like mm. and say instead, I like it. I like it. I like it. I want to say, let's get real. <laughs> let's get real? Yeah. Let's get real. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this for real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so much better when I'm doing this for real. I just <laughs> It's been a long day. I'm tired. Let's get real. I don't know that I want to get real with people at work right now. Yeah, I'm going to have much more gusto next time. Okay. <laughs> do you want to hit it? Uh, sure. Let's I want to see it. I'm feeling like good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you for letting me hit something. <laughs> Let's get real.